Go ahead. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 64 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your hosts, Allison and Tess. Our second, Hi, Tess. Hi. Our second attempt at virtual podcasting. We'll see if this works a little better than last time. Growth <laughs> mindset all the way. Um, I am still learning with technology, so you may have noticed a pause at the beginning because I wasn't sure what screen I was on. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I was trying to look at something else, and then I... You're like, are you ready? I'm like, and go ahead, go. And you're like, yes, I'm ready. And then <laughs> 30 second pause. I was going to cut that out, but I guess I don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to. Oh, I man. think what's really interesting for me is I'm trying to embrace this new technology at the mm-hmm. same time owning my my level of ability. Mm. So not trying to fake it till I make it because I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> you mm. know, I'm here at home battling with me. I mean, so the only competition I have is within. Mm-hmm. So I can't really fake it to it till I make it unless I'm competing with myself. So to try some new things has really been a stretch for yeah. me. You may remember years ago when Gigi forced me to do a, um, is it called pre- Prezi? Yeah. She forced me to do a Prezi presentation for conference and I was so mad. <laughs> I, can, I can still get flushed in the face thinking about it. I was like, what's wrong with my PowerPoint? And she's like, I think you need to try something different. And That's good. it was an epic disaster. Couldn't get the music to queue up. I, I tried all these little music clips. Um, Please Mr. Postman was the song that I had queued up. Yes. It didn't come on. And then later on, you know, when it wasn't ready for the, you know, hilarious moment, the quick wit, I'm in the middle of this other part of the presentation. All of a sudden, please, Mr. Post. <laughs> so, as oh most gosh. people know, I embrace the term alley fails. Um, mm. And I mean that from a growth mindset perspective. But if I, I could start my, I could start a new Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. The Twitter handle would be Allie Fails um, because I do post about it a lot on Facebook, but my kids are mortified that now I have more of a Twitter presence. <laughs> I could daily share with everyone that the near accident level experiences that are happening around oh here. Oh my gosh! I this morning I try to do yoga every morning. This morning I got into a yoga pose that I could not get out of, and I thought <laughs> I'm either going to injure myself or stay here or I have to really strategically think through how am I going to undo this situation that is so So funny on a daily basis Hmm. it's very nice it's very nice oh my goodness I um I've been trying to implement some of the practices that we talked about last episode of um, especially just kind of the evenings having slow evenings and doing some journaling and reading and I think that's been really good I mean I even feel in my like heart and soul, just like a shifting, um, because of in ensuring that I have slow, slow starts and slow ends to the days, um, which has been just a great, a great pace to keep at. And, you know, I had my last night, 
my church small group met together and we've been meeting virtually um, on Zoom because of this. And um, and so it was just even a great way to kind of talk and share, you know, what's been happening in my life, but also hear what they've been doing as well. And I think I've been recently really reassured that it's this time is so odd and weird and what's happening in the world is so different but i know it will be a time that i will look back on 10 years from now 20 years from now however long from now and just be so thankful for the slowness and the simplicity and the minimalist lifestyle that this this time has bred because of the lack of all of these activities and all of these commitments and things to do and so I've just been um, really trying to put I mean I always feel like I try and activate on what we talk about but it's been such a real life application for me recently based on what we've been talking about the last episode so it's been really fun and I think it's been neat and I know we wanted to do some shout outs on this episode because I think everybody is in a place where life has slowed down a little bit, right? It's it's shifting and there's still lots to do and lots of emails to respond to and things to get done. But because of all, all the extra things have been stripped away from our lives, um, I feel like we have the space and the time to do other things. And so we have gotten... I think more responses than we ever have um, to an episode close to it um, based on the last episode that we did. So I wanted to give some shout outs um, based on that. So Terry from Freeman, she's such a great strengths champion um, in our kind of advanced strengths learning. They do an incredible job at Freeman Public Schools being focused on strengths. So she replied and she really strength spotted her belief in the midst of this. Um, that's really high. And even with strength spotting her mother's belief, um, which is really fun to hear about um, generationally. Um, we got a, an email from um, Brenda Carnes in Crete. Um, sh- um, she and um, a partner run um, the funeral home. So they're talking about, we mentioned how funerals will change in the midst of that. So she was talking about how they're strategizing about how to do virtual, um, kind of tune people into funeral celebrations, which was really interesting to think about. I, I think until you mentioned it on the last episode, I don't think I really thought about some of those regular stages of life that have to happen still in the midst of it. Um, I had a good friend at my church had a baby yesterday, um, had a baby in the midst of the pandemic. Um, you know, those things happen, birth and life and death, and we still have to wrestle with them in the midst of all of this. Um, I feel like we're always giving shout outs to Sarah Skaggs. She's awesome. We got such a great, I think she strengths about it all five of her top five in um in her response to us um from and i don't have her email pulled up but she was strengths by her connectedness and her belief and her empathy being in a house of lots of kids and a dog and her husband working from home um i could not imagine my space is so quiet and i know we've talked about this um and yeah i want to give a shout out to jc as well um from south dakota um she sent me an absolutely incredible message, strength spotting my strengths, which is so wonderful. We don't even know each other very well, but she sent me just such a beautiful Instagram message, strength spotting my strengths from the last episode, which I so appreciated. Yeah, I got an email also from JC. She is she's very gifted in mm-hmm. encouraging and lifting others, especially yeah. in difficult times. And um, I heard from Jay and from Jackie on our team. And I, I think, Tess, that maybe if people have a little more time right now, they yeah. have the opportunity to listen in to our podcast, which is terrifying mm-hmm. um, for me in certain <laughs> ways, um, but also kind of encouraging because the reason that we do this is to build on 
what we do naturally within teammates, which is we have um, dialogue where we have different strengths that show up and we yeah. always have a strengths lens, but also generational perspectives mm-hmm. that may be different during these times. And so um, I do love that we may have more listeners at the same time. It's terrifying for yep. me because <laughs> I always listen back mm-hmm. and I will listen to the whole episode. I know you don't, but I listen back to the whole episode and then I want you to cut 90% of what I said. <laughs> Um, which you will not do. No, no way. <laughs> no matter how I pick you, you will not cut it. Um, so now I have to be even more cognizant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the same thing for me, and I've shared this with you, but I want to give the last shout out I want to give is to my dad who is listening. I didn't even know he knew what a podcast was or how to get access to one. Oh my goodness. Um, so my dad texted me last night um, and he said, I'm listening to your podcast. It's really great. And I was like, what? I screenshotted and sent it to Allie right away and was just absolutely floored. Um, he's the guy that still pecks with this index finger to text. Um, <laughs> and so if that tells you um, any sort of... Uh, Uh, clue as to his technological abilities Um, and he's probably yelling at the podcast right now if he's listening to this episode but um, shout out to my dad um, who is listening which is just such an interesting fusion of my worlds I feel like I mean I I I love it but at the same time I'm like you what did you replied to me and you texted me and you were like oh I better like really pay attention to my words um now and I said gosh I feel like I better censor myself I don't feel like I ever remember what I say (laughs) well and I think that um you know we talked about this a little bit we had a, a team meeting this morning but it is hard for those of us with high empathy to remember what has been said because so much of our strengths connect to our learning. So I learn by, um, I really sense the emotions and the energy of other people. So it's how you respond to something that helps me remember what's been discussed. Mm -hmm. I also am finding I'm losing my voice because I think I'm talking more Mm -hmm. now than I have in a long time because I'm doing a lot of check-ins and I'm on the phone with my kids and I'm doing Mm -hmm. FaceTimes and I'm setting up, you know, Zooms with virtual happy hours. And Mm -hmm. I don't know that I've used my voice in this way this much. Mm -hmm. So it's given me kind of a pause to think about how am I using my voice? Mm -hmm. And I think for us, we've been doing this 64 episodes. Yeah. Crazy. The fact that anyone listens is always a surprise (laughs) to me, Um, but that people would feel any kind of connection to what we're saying Mm -hmm. is huge for me right now because I mean, my purpose and, and my um, joy and work is, you know, helping craft messages and sharing messages. And so this is kind of, it's exciting for me that someone might be connecting to something that we say. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, and as, you know, we've been doing this for a while. It is crazy to, to think back 64 different episodes of this, you know, usually every other week, we might try going weekly in the midst of this pandemic. But um, it's crazy, you know, I mean, I feel like I, it, it's worth it for me just because of our conversations to, and, yes. and, and the fact that I always feel a greater sense of well-being, a greater sense of engagement. Um, I feel like I have greater self-awareness at the end of our conversations. But the fact that it might impact one person, um, that one person might take 
some of the the questions and act, activation items that we pose and might apply them to their life like that's worth it for me and and I love it I want to strength spot one of my professors actually and um you know I don't know her top five um the school I'm at and the place that I'm at is very heady and academic and so they're not really in a necessarily personal development um level or they don't know their strengths necessarily but um I feel like my one professor, Dr. Gibson, she must have included really high because she has been very um, diligent and intentional about migrating to an online learning environment. And we did our first class in an online format this past week and on, on Tuesday afternoon. And she said, I, I got the chance to have a phone call with her beforehand to talk about my paper and some of the work that I've been doing with the class. And, and so we were talking a little bit about the shift to an online learning environment since that's where I been the whole semester everybody else had been in person and she said you know we're gonna try it and if one person doesn't like it we're gonna change things up like I everyone needs to be on board I will do a segmented class I'll do individual calls with people um, if it doesn't work for one person um, and she even said that too she was like if, if there's one person that doesn't have the reading for next week I'll make sure I photocopy mine and put it in an electronic format that was her whole message like and it's a class I mean maybe 12 13 people that's a lot of individual perspectives to accommodate uh, and I just loved that that for me it really made me think even about our conversations right it's worth it um, if one person right is impacted by the learning and the conversations that we have and for me that's usually me personally right I'm impacted by it but I love that it seems like a lot of people are choosing to engage with the conversations that we're having and, and we've talked about it here I think and we've talked about it grander in our organization what a time to test things what a time to say I've always wanted to try doing this or I've always wanted to implement this practice or I've always wanted to improve this area of my life now is the perfect container and the perfect space to be able to do that because all of us have a bit more time all of us because we're most of us are at home for extended periods of time we're able to control all the variables that might be affecting those things um in a funny sense i saw someone's meme that said i've always wanted to to um, keep my house spick and span, but I never felt like I have the time. Now that I have the time, I've realized it's not that I don't have the time, it's that I don't have the motivation to do it. Right. <laughs> you know, so I well, think... I, you know, mm -hmm. I think that, Tess, that's a... Um, back to your professor, that's a great teacher yeah. who's considering different learners. And I'm mm -hmm. watching parents right now become mm -hmm. really good at noticing learning styles and mm -hmm. learning needs. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. I had a conversation last night with my friend Emily from Bellevue University, who um, also listens to the podcast, and she was talking about a couple of things that she heard us say, and she was talking about the way that she has really asked her kids what they need for a solid working environment and how different her kids are mm -hmm. in what they need. She shared a really funny post um, about how her son, Noel, had walked down. I mean, he's I, wanted, I don't want to for sure say what grade he's in, but I think he's upper elementary. And he came downstairs and said, hey, I'm in between Zoom meetings. Got himself a <laughs> cup of coffee, poured some creamer in it. And so, you know, to even think about how parents are learning yeah. the learning styles of their kids, kids right now in a completely different mm -hmm. way, that's great parenting. So great teaching is happening. Great parenting is happening. And we're all kind of trying some new things. And I mm -hmm. think creative energy is going to come of this. Yes. Um, and you you constantly inspire me to try new things. Um, your adaptability and individualization shine 
in the ways that you're you're thinking about. You know, you shared with me mug of the is it mug of the day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're doing mug of the day, and then today you were like, yeah, I'm rocking a um, a concert T-shirt. You know, my band my band T-shirt, mm-hmm. and I thought, what? I have a bunch of these. <laughs> so now I'm gonna do this whole. Can I wear? How long can I wear a band a T-shirt? Music mm-hmm. band rock and roll T-shirt. Yes. To quote one of my favorite bands, Cake. How can I continue <laughs> that kind of fun energy? Because I don't typically get to wear my rock and roll t-shirt store. I know. Okay, so that's what I was thinking. I was reorganizing, you know, in all my spare time I have alone <laughs> in my apartment. I was reorganizing my closet um, or just like organizing it again and um, cleaning it up. And I was like, gosh, I have so many t-shirts. And I feel like the only t-shirts I wear to work are work t-shirts, our teammates t-shirts. I'm like, I have all these other t-shirts that are great. Why don't I wear them? So I'm like, I'm going to challenge myself to wear a t-shirt a day. And I started with band t-shirts. So I rocked a Beatles shirt yesterday. I'm wearing a city in color shirt today. And so we'll, we'll post pictures of our band tees, but maybe an interesting question that kind of arises from this is what has your um, work from home slash pandemic, if you aren't working from home, what has your pandemic wardrobe looked like? Like what has been your go-to, what have been your go-to wardrobe pieces? Well, I will tell you that since I'm one of my growth mindset yet statements is trying to avoid eating my weight in cheese. You know, I've, <laughs> I've not eaten my weight in cheese yet. It's actually the statement I could fairly oh uh, realistically gosh. make. But when I, I, you know, just wear yoga pants a yeah. lot. And I put jeans on the other day. Oh, gosh. And thought, oh, dear. It, we probably need to lock up the cheese for a while, oh Allison. Um, plus, I made Oreo truffles for Sean's birthday, and mm. I may have kept a few to myself Good. before I delivered some to him. So I, I counted them out, <laughs> and I I saved five. And what I'm doing is I can only have half of one a day. Oh, my gosh. And then if – so you know I have High Achiever, and I mm-hmm. also have this fancy planner, as we've talked yep. about on Jen and Millie. Um, so I like the check mark. So – it's a check mark now. Oh my Did gosh. I only eat half, half of an Oreo truffle success um, because they are delicious and mm. I'm wearing yoga pants all the time. But I do think that my attire, I got, I saw this great piece of advice from Liz Gilbert, which you're kind of seeing people who've done this mm-hmm. are now honored with their advice. They're experts in working yeah. from home. And she said, a lot of people have reached out to me. She goes, it comes down to five words. Um, get dressed, make your bed mm, or good. make your bed, get, get dressed. dressed. She's like, it comes down to five words. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I feel better if I do, because so much of this is now on video. Yeah. You know, the audio behind the scenes, if I didn't think that anybody was going to check in with me video wise, it might be a little different look, <laughs> but because I'm often going to be video chatting yeah. video. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess I'm going to have to curl my hair today. Mm-hmm. But I do feel better when mm-hmm. I feel more in the mode of my usual. And my usual is presenting. Yeah. Now, do I get to wear rock and roll t-shirts when I present? No. Oh, why um, not? So why this, not? <laughs> this is fun. This is fun for me to, you know, to rock my, my stones. I'm going to start mm-hmm. start strong with stones <clears throat> and strong with stones. That's good. That's good. But um, I'm going to try to do a prediction as to how many days in a row I can rock 
a rock t-shirt. Now, it doesn't have to be a band. It could be lyrics. It could be... I've got some great, great What's your prediction? We just got to put it on the record for accountability. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 25 days. Okay, in my head, I had 21 days. Three full weeks. I think I can do okay. 25. Okay, we'll without, check in. You know, obviously without repeating. <laughs> um, and I think there'll probably be a little bit of, oh, this teeter's on the line of you really have to stretch to call this a rock shirt. But, okay. you know, I hope everybody will lend grace. Yeah. I am going to be brave and put it out on my social media um, which will probably induce some eye rolling, particularly from my children, who would prefer that I stay off of social media right now. But I'm almost at a point, March 11th was the beginning of my social distancing. I'm almost at the point where a lot of my phrase is, why not? Mm-hmm. I love why that. not? It's good. And I think that that kind of question and that kind of phrase helps us to think about why not try something um, that I have wanted to do for a while and haven't. Um, That's where creativity comes from, I think, is Mm -hmm. really asking yourself why not and being brave to put yourself out there. Now, do I think that that's Pulitzer Prize winning material to say, (laughs) you know, what rock and roll t-shirt are you wearing today? No. No. (laughs) But it is fun, and I think we all need at least – 30 seconds in a day to have, to try to have fun because our fun has changed and our, our level of, um, I think we kind of talked about this too. Laughter sometimes comes easier for me than it ever has. I feel badly. Actually, I don't know. I have sent many people the same meme, Mm -hmm. which is of this woman taking a picture of herself with a, flash camera um she's trying to take a picture and she actually takes it (laughs) oh gosh because that's how I feel with technology it's like a technology fail every single day um but I do feel like my strengths my Mm -hmm. attitude and um also my generational perspective have helped equip me Mm -hmm. for now for sure for sure so and that definitely leads us into I think kind of the big thing we wanted to couple this quarantine conversation with based on last episode is really generational perspectives, right? And that's, you know, what we we like to talk about. And um, I sent, I think this a little bit started off with the fact that I sent you a, a BuzzFeed article, very reputable source, by the way, <laughs> about, um, uh, about essentially millennials yelling at people because we keep getting blamed for a lack of social distancing and it's a little harsh and a little extreme and I don't like to blanket I have a hard time just putting blanket statements over things but there have been quite a few um, public officials including uh, several representatives someone from the World Health Organization um, multiple news sources that have said millennials need to stop spring break leave spring break, stop being on the beach, and get home um, because you're not adhering to um, the social distancing protocol. And so all of these millennials, right, are firing back mostly on Twitter about the fact that we are not on spring break, (laughs) that the youngest millennials, I am in the youngest millennial bracket, which is uh, 24, 25 um, kind of age, 
all the way up to 39 are millennials. So millennials cover this bracket of adults post-college, not in college primarily, all the way up to young families and parents that look a little bit more like Gen Xers who are sandwiched between protecting their younger kids and protecting their older parents from this, which I know is really what the Gen Xer generation is feeling. So I found this awesome article on NBC News from um, Megan Gerhardt. Um, want to make sure I shout her out. Um, a self-proclaimed proud member of Generation X and a professor of leadership and management at the Farmer School of Business at Miami University. And she's the founder of Gentelligence, which is a movement to leverage generational diversity. And she wrote this great, great piece about essentially how Gen Xers and a little bit of millennials were really, but mostly Gen Xers were made for this kind of quarantine and how boomers and Gen Zs, so boomers are a generation above Gen Xers and Gen Zs, which is the generation just younger than millennials, so starts at 23 and younger, um, who are the people on spring break, um, are not made for this. And kind of her whole hypothesis and her framework from being kind of a generational expert is talking about how people, boomers, really grew up in the can-do generation, right, which we knew post-World War II, um, they've been able to um, socially climb um, more than anyone, have more social mobility than any other generation. Um, They have felt like they've earned the right to make their own decisions, to be independent. Um, They are the people who have brought um, the women's movement to a forefront, um, uh, uh, civil rights, like that's kind of, you know, so the whole, her whole philosophy is they've never been told that they can't do anything. They are the generation of hope. And so for them to be told they have to stay home is very hard. And then Gen Zs um, are still in the place of feeling the invincibility of youth youthfulness, which is kind of what she talks about. So then that leaves in the middle, actually, Gen Xers and millennials who aren't often associated close to one another. Um, And how she talks about the difference within the millennial generation of older millennials who are a little bit more like Gen Xers in this situation, and then younger millennials, which would kind of be more where I'm coming from, which is a little bit of in between. Um, So anyway, I wanted to pick your brain because you have said multiple times about how you feel like Gen Xers um, have been made for this. Tell me what you're thinking. Well, a couple of things. One, Gen Xers and millennials are not often, you know, put together yeah. in the in the group of in any group. <laughs> in any we group. tend to we we yeah. probably tend to point out because I think in the workforce mm-hmm. you see a lot of Gen Xers and a lot of millennials working together. Mm-hmm. So we tend to point out this disparities where I think millennials offer so much support to Gen Xers right now is you are the generation that has constantly done technology. Mm-hmm. So you're comfortable with this. You, you are completely comfortable with the virtual happy hour. You're completely comfortable, you know, with those kinds of pieces that those of us Gen Xers are like, okay, wait, what? I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But also Gen Xers, I think are feeling a very heavy burden of monitoring their parents and monitoring their children. Yes. And for me, I've had to have dialogue with both. So um, as most people know, um, I'm adopted and um, I have both my biological family and my adoptive family um, in my life. And so when I'm talking about this particular mom, um, this is mom Lori. Mom Lori is, she's just 
making cookies, delivering stuff. She's, you know, <laughs> saying, do you want to get together and do this? I'm like, no, actually, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Would you just stay home, please? And then I've got Lauren, who literally just moved to a place where she could actually be more social. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, Lauren, no, having friends over is actually not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so I feel like I'm kind of in this position of trying to be the voice of reason to both my parents and my kids. Mm-hmm. But I also think that where Gen Xers, if we do what we were raised up to do, which is pract- honestly practice growth mindset, we were the generation that were the latchkey kids. We'd go home, you know, without family there. We'd have to figure things out mm-hmm. without technology. If we can actually practice growth mindset to say, okay, I'm going to lean into my millennial friends who may help me with this, we'll be able to be a really a huge asset. There have been so many amazing articles, and I'm going to send put a few on um, our worth mentioning board. Mm-hmm. Um but I wanted to read this piece. It was from a um, Chicago Tribune article, Christopher Borelli, um, and what he wrote um, from the Gen X perspective. As a child, I returned home from, to, home from school to an empty house with the kitchen clock radio playing some desolate Neil Young or yearning Harry Chapin. Then I settled into documentaries about Nostradamus predictions for the end of the world or Sanford and Son. <laughs> When I rode my bike to 7-Eleven, I read closely any story in a magazine that outlined the Soviets dropping bombs and how much preparation time I needed. My point is, swap in Lana Del Rey, dystopian young adult fiction, and Greta Thunberg's frozen expression of disgust, and the latchkey generation could almost play like a shag-carpeted coming attraction of the social distancing generation. Oh my gosh, that's so good. And I thought... Because we do need to look at, Mm -hmm. this is a time, I think, this is a time where generational differences do shine, but also where we can lean in. Mm -hmm. So when I'm hearing dialogue, it's how can we be like the depression um, era generation that knows how to do without? How can we lean into the millennials who know how to do technology? Mm -hmm. And then... um, you know, how can we learn from and maybe be an example to the Gen Z to say it's okay to stay home? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that every time we have a dialogue, you remind us we can't blanket. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't assume, just like we do with strengths, we can't assume that everybody who has empathy is sharing mm-hmm. empathy the same way or feeling yeah. empathy the same way. Or um, the, not all woos are complete, total extroverts who are, you know, really struggling right now. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, but is there a way for us to really, you know, be reminded that there are some similarities and there are some ways that we can lean in? Mm-hmm. So Sean, for example, his strengths really lead him to be very different from the typical Gen Z image. Yeah, sure. He's not on spring break. Um, he's He's been working, but he's been pretty vigilant about being home, but he's comfortable in that. He's comfortable in his mm-hmm. independence. So I think what I appreciate most about the dialogues that you and I get to have, it's we can point out some things that we're noticing, but we are in no way mm-hmm. blanketing statements, but really hopefully encouraging other conversations about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And to get creative about the ways that we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I am really excited that we've been having, so it's a group of us um, who are friends from back home and we've been having regular happy hours and they don't know this yet, but I am bringing a guest, a guest star to our Saturday night happy hour. Oh gosh. <laughs> so I started thinking about, you know, I think part of the reason that my, my, my extroverted strengths are suffering it's because I'm just not using them in the way that I typically use them. Hmm, so sure. how could I use them in a different way? I don't know that I have been in this good of a mood since probably March 10th um, that I am knowing that I'm bringing a guest star onto our virtual happy hour and I'm able to surprise <laughs> the girls with this. Oh gosh, because I love, I love surprising people. Yeah. I love parties. I love that. And it doesn't mean I can't. It yeah. means I just have to think in a different way about doing it. Yeah. So I think if I lean in on people like you who have high adaptability and high individualization and say, you know, why are you not rocking a rock and roll t-shirt? <laughs> and if I could lean in to say, um, you know, I'm going to try something. Yeah. It may be an epic disaster, but really who cares? We're in a pass fail mm-hmm. mode. Yeah. I mean, this is not a time for A's, everybody. I, I want to just give a whole lot of grace to parents oh, who yes. are completely overwhelmed with trying to homeschool. And I've got some mom friends who are like, I don't know how to do this, and I don't want my kids to fall behind. I'm like, this year is pass-fail, and everybody's going to pass. Yeah. Because it's it's pass-fail for our teachers, too. I feel yeah. so much empathy for educators who are trying to – they probably did not go into – um, early childhood <laughs> um, education yeah. to be utilizing technology. No. So mm-hmm. we're all in pass fail mode and we're all going to pass mm-hmm. as long as, as we keep trying. It's a good reminder. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of those things when we, we talk about those moments of wielding our strengths in new ways to help energize this situation or to help invigorate us during this situation. I think there, there are little moments that, I think we can be aware of like even something as simple as this mug of the day that one of my friends, I'll give a shout out to Madison, um, my friend who started doing with her family and I just happened to have a great mug I wanted to share. And so I took a picture and shared it. Um, These little moments of things we can look forward to. And so I've been doing my coffee different every morning which, go ahead, strengths about my adaptability. Um, but it's been a moment of joy for me because I have a, a pour over and a French press and an espresso maker and regular coffee, right? Because I love coffee. So um, I um, have the ability to make it in many different ways. And so this morning I did a pour over and I got to enjoy that through my first hour of work and then my first meeting, um, which was the next hour, just got to kind of sip on that. And it was a a moment of small joy and gratitude um, and ways that I can insert energy and excitement into my day choosing the excitement of which t-shirt am I going to try and rock today, right? (laughs) Also with my leggings and sometimes with the baseball hat, which has been, a hat has been my um, quarantine uh, wardrobe element of choice. (laughs) Um, But these little moments that I would encourage 
all of us to try. It's going to look different, right, based on who we are. If you are homeschooling kids, right, <laughs> what are the, the little moments of ways that you could um, do something exciting and, and small to insert into that time? So, you know, Jen on our team meeting today talked about um, the the tours, virtual tours that, that Elle is doing that are just these fun moments of joy that are being inserted into the situation. And I think the, the more we can do that and the more we can pause and truly express and live out in gratitude for those moments, I think helps to turn how we experience and how we live this whole time that I'm really honing in on how can I make the best coffee at home and how can I support local businesses by having local coffee shops deliver coffee to me or ordering out every once in a while, like these little moments of um, that we can create and insert intention and joy and celebration into a, a space where that might not be naturally present. Well, and I think that it goes back to your word of the year mm-hmm. and my word of the year and what we know to be true about nexting. Yeah. The next great thing you're looking forward to does right now is a really hard concept. Sure. Mm, that's it good. is really hard to be hopeful mm-hmm. in a time of constant changing information, adapting to what comes next. I mean, I feel like the last two weeks have felt like 20 years. I mean, I'm glad that we're not doing videos anymore because I feel like I'm aging daily. (laughs) Um, But I think it's it's really hard right now to Mm -hmm. be hopeful. But if we go back to what we practice and what we teach about, Mm -hmm. the next great thing that we're looking forward to does not have to be something grand. Yeah, something big. We we teach to that. And we speak Mm -hmm. to that, that when a mentor asks out of their mentee, the mentee may say recess Mm -hmm. or lunch or my art project, or the, you know, the, when I get to do, play this game with you, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be, uh, nexting doesn't always have to be a grand thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to Maria Shriver has been putting together some really awesome Instagram live uh, daily and she had Mel Robbins on and Mel Robbins for me is kind of like, um, Rachel Hollis. Or, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. not a fan. Like sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, but then there are other times I'm like, okay, that was great. And um, Mel Robbins has this whole theory of um, it's the five second rule. So you count down, not up, but five, four, three, two, one, and that's supposed to leverage you to to make a choice before your head gets into it and fear gets into it. But anyway, she had Mel Robbins on, and people were saying, you know, what can I do right now? What can I do to be hopeful? You know, I. I've lost my job. I'm not sure how we're going to do this. And she said, I loved this suggestion. And I immediately thought of Shane and I thought of nexting and hope building. She said, get a picture, get a picture of something that you're looking forward to Mm -hmm. in the future and print it out, put it on your um, phone, put it in front of you so that you are looking at that picture in the future. Mm -hmm. So I think nexting can be as simple as, you know, how am I going to do my coffee, which is, that is so you, um, to what rock and roll t-shirt am I going to wear today, to mm-hmm. when's the next um, virtual connection that I'm going to have, or who could I reach out to that yeah. someone I haven't seen for a long time or talked with mm-hmm. a long time, all the way to a grander level, which is to craft or create or find a picture of something in the future that you're excited about. Mel's example is she was supposed to be visiting her parents um, Mm. at this time. 
and she's not able to do that. So the picture she has, she has printed and in front of her is of her home. I mean, it's, it's really a visual of what that next moment looks like. And as we've talked about so many times here, hope counts in the darkest of days. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when these practices really matter. It's super easy to craft nexting statements when life is going well. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes a lot harder, but so much more meaningful and so important to craft a nexting statement where we don't know what the future looks like. And, And we can keep those really simple. I love that. And and I think you're right that we tend to desire to have grand nexting things. And I am totally in the same boat. Like, oh, where's the next trip I'm going to? Or what's the next bucket list thing I'm going to knock off? But because those things aren't palpable at this moment and in this space, where are the small moments of nexting that we can insert, the small moments of joy or things that we can look forward to. And I think that would be a challenge for me um, that I would give to myself as well as to people listening. Um, What is a a moment of joy or a moment of nexting that you can insert into your routine? Um, We kind of had a a similar challenge um, last episode, but maybe even um, something that is a, a new new thing that you could try. So yes, I look forward to deciding what type of coffee I'm going to make in the morning. Um, and I look forward to my lunch breaks where I take time to, to journal and to pray and to, or sometimes if it's a rough day to just watch an episode of the office and, you know, look forward to those moments that are, that are different and unique in the space and time. Well, I think you're seeing people do that in really creative ways. I cannot believe how many people are watching this Tiger King. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, show gonna... and there will be no way that I do, which won't surprise anyone. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, um, but I am thinking about the why not statements. So, mm. someone said to me, um, "Gosh, you should probably get into a show right now. Shouldn't you get into a show? You're there all by yourself. You should get into a show." Well, that's not something I would typically do, but I've finished Grace and Frankie. Okay. And when that ended, I had this, like, like I'm going to miss them. So I may start Mm -hmm. watching it again because I liked it. I haven't um, revisited Parks and Rec in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some great episodes there that would bring Mm -hmm. me a lot of joy. But just thinking of the why not, um, I think there are some things that we can do there's a reason that my mood is lifted today and it's not because it's a Friday. This, the days feel like every day is a combination between a Thursday and a Monday and a Saturday because yeah. it's all really <laughs> kind of what's different. Um, but I do look forward to time in nature. Mm-hmm. I do look forward to a morning run. I do look forward to um, meditation. I do look forward to yoga, even if I don't know how I'm going to get out of the pose. I do look forward to um, trying some different recipes at this time Yeah. that I've never cooked this much. It, well, I shouldn't say never, not since my kids were very young and they, you know, had their favorites that I would make, mm-hmm. um, but I'm getting sick of some of my same old stuff Yeah. and now I know I'm going to have to change it up. Um, mm-hmm. I may have to move my my desk situation. Yes. It's not really a desk. It's a desk situation. <laughs> desk I'm going situation. to need to move that. I'm hoping I can move it outside on my um, outdoor space. Yes. So that then that gives me a new container. I'm going to mm-hmm. probably get the camper out and go spend some time camping because I need a shift of container. Yeah. Um, knowing that about myself, 
instead of being hesitant to, oh, do I really want to do that? That's going to be a lot of work. I'm like, why not? Why not? Why not? Because what's work now, you know, is going to feel very different. So I'm not going to be putting, cleaning up the camper thinking, oh, and then tomorrow morning I've got to get on the road. No, I'm, I'm not getting on the yeah. road. Yeah. So the time frames that open up, um, kind of back to your point of the, the memes that have been making the rounds of, um, yeah, I had lots mm-hmm. of plans to organize all of my um, papers and all my um, information. Yeah, well, well, it turns out that's not happening because <laughs> I didn't really want to do it in the first place. Yeah, so, oh my gosh. But some things, the getting done, I need because yeah. it stretches me. So I know that I need to get my photos organized. I love my time in photography, but I don't love organizing the photos mm. and I need to do that. So okay. to task myself something that maybe I don't, don't want to do mm-hmm. is a really good stretch. That's good. Yeah, I think those are good. Yeah, good spaces of action, right? Good places to say, you know, what's something you can task yourself with that would be something that you might not want to do, but might be a good time to do it. Um, what's something, a, a moment of nexting for you, something that you could insert into your life that you can look forward to, the next best thing you're looking forward to. And then what is something that you could reply, why not to? I'll have to think about that last one myself. I have a coaching client that I was just wrapping up with this week, and um, Valerie is really thoughtful about how she utilizes her strengths and mm. thinking about nexting. She has high futuristic, and so this is hard, I think, to think about you know what happens next. But at the same time, where I have witnessed her grow, it's in being brave mm. and in the willingness to to put things out there that may people may dismiss. And I think if one, kind of like back to this podcast, Mm -hmm. if one person connects with this, I mean, we're doing it essentially (laughs) selfishly. I mean, Mm -hmm. I look forward to, I always look forward to conversations with you. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is typically when we have a microphone in between us, which also isn't that bizarre to think about, to be even in the same room with a microphone between us, like even this statement of, you know, I'm going to go to the office will never sound the same to me again, because I'm thinking mm-hmm. if I'm going to go to the office, I have to make sure no one else is there. Yeah. And I have enough disinfecting tools to, yeah. day, I didn't even know what to do with myself. Yeah. So I went in, it was, they had curbside and carry out. So I walked up and I, I kind of stood in front of the door, like, can I come in? Can I come in? Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> so I opened the door and no one is in the restaurant. So, mm. so. No one's mm-hmm. in the restaurant. There's a giant tub of hand sanitizer, which if I even see hand sanitizer, I immediately use it, mm-hmm. whether I need it or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm using the hand sanitizer, looking around, and it's like a triage of alphabetized takeout orders. Okay. And they're standing far, far away from me, and and they're like, what's your name? And I said, Allison, and they go to the A's, and then they come over, and they sat it down, and then walked away from me and, and then- said can you sign the slip? I paid online. Can you sign the slip? And then they, I watched them wipe down the pen and then I used the hand sanitizer and, and left. It was the most awkward, weird experience. And as I was leaving, I said, I'm sorry, I don't know really what to do. And she said, we don't either. (laughs) Yep. 
And so it's this mm-hmm. completely bizarre time yeah. that we don't know how to act. Mm-hmm. And so I think to be brave and, and vulnerable to say, I don't even know. I don't yeah. know, but I'm willing to try. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to try something. I'm really willing to consider a why not. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, sometimes when we mm-hmm. put ourselves out there to say we don't know what our, we're doing, like you and I, when we started this, we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. But it's turned into something that for me is always the next thing. When I see Jen mm-hmm. and Millie on my calendar, I look forward to that time. Yeah. I look forward to those conversations. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good. Oh, so good. Such a good conversation. And I think such a good coupling with our, our first convo of the pandemic. I promise during these weekly ones, we won't always only talk about the pandemic. <laughs> we need to insert some other <laughs> things into our dialogue. Um, but I think it's it's the reality of what's happening. And for us, really, you know, the point of this podcast is to share the strength-based perspective through which we view the world. And so why wouldn't we be talking about what's going on and, and sharing about how we can reflect upon that through our generational perspectives and through our strengths perspectives and through our, our life paradigms that we ascribe to of hope and nexting and, um, you know, choosing hope, right, um, uh, for what's to come. So, Um, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to episode 64 of Jen and Millie. If you enjoyed today's conversation, consider sharing this episode with a friend or someone you know that might be quarantined and and needs some entertainment, at the very least, um, to interact with us and share the responses to the questions and activations that we posed in this episode. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are exclusively that of Allison Horn and Tess and may not reflect the views of teammates mentoring program at large. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.